And typically we speak to Tebe all the time about key and critical topics that do speak to brand, reputation management of countries, institutions and even people. Tonight we're going to be talking about a well-known clothing retailer, Zara. The fashion brand has actually seen itself trending on various social media platforms under the hashtag Zara Boycott. Why? If you haven't yet seen the images or the posts, all you'll have to do is actually just research a few of them. But essentially, they have a number of images where they have uh, mannequins who have been wrapped up in white material, essentially almost mimicking the images of what we see of uh, the individuals who have suffered from deaths at the attacks taking place in Gaza. Naturally, this has raised a number of insensitivities and raised questions around the marketing material, the managing structures, and of course, just how it is that brands who try to remain relevant also need to make sure that they read the room and don't find themselves being tone deaf. So, joining us for this conversation is Tebe Galafeng, founder and CEO of Brand Leadership Group. In a short while, we'll also be joined by Teresa Oakley-Smith, founder and managing director of Diversity, a company specializing in transformation and diversity. Mr. Galafeng, it's always good to speak to you, sir. Good to speak to you as well. Very good to see you. I haven't seen you for a while. It has been here. In real life, at least. And congratulations on your awards. Thank you. Uh, as obviously the finest business broadcaster in this town. Thank you kindly, sir. Dinasun, you and I can always get carried away. So let's <laughs> come back to, to the theme at hand. I must say, when I first saw this actually trending and the number of concerns, I was like, Zara, really? Surely you're a global company and wouldn't have made such a clumsy mistake. But if we think about H&M a few years ago with the baboon saga, clicks with the statement they made about black woman's hair and even the likes of a Balenciaga with the child uh, pornography or slavery issue, that also comes about. So we shouldn't be surprised. Whether it's it's Dove, whether with the complexion issue, whether mm. it's Gucci, uh, with, uh, with the face masks, masks, all of them, they seem to make the same mistakes, all these mm. uh, global brands are. And I don't understand where, where the problem comes in. Right. And that's also the interesting nuance for me because I would typically think, okay, maybe marketing speaks to messaging. Messaging means you need to remain relevant and follow through with some mainstream stories. And you can do that, but there's certain sensitivities around it, right? Well, you always have to be sensitive huh? mm-hmm. because um, uh, because whenever you, you create a, a brand, they say there's three things. Uh, first is insight. Yes. Uh, and then second is your storyline, your, pers- your messaging. And then fourth is how you deliver that story. Because sometimes the story is correct, yes. uh, but how you deliver it, sometimes you miss the point. I mean, if you look at the Korean brand, for example, many years ago, when they landed in, uh, when they launched the, a, 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 the leg that goes to Kenya and they wrote welcome to uh, Kenya where the primitive people uh, run around uh, and where the people uh, and, oh, where the, and people says Would you just call us primitive mm. but if they but the truth of the matter is in the Korean language they probably didn't mean that in the Korean language, it translated differently. But that's the point gotcha. that when you are looking at these campaigns, the story and the, and the intentions may be correct, but then you have to test it against the times and the place. Mm. Uh, and, and in this instance, in the Zara story, in the Zara situation, it's the time. Maybe at any, matter of fact, I'm, I'm not even sure if at any time mm. that those images would have made sense at mm. any time. Because how do you have people uh, who look like uh, corpses mm. uh, uh, wrapped up in shrouds? How, how, 
where has that ever been trendy anywhere else? Exactly. I'm glad that you mentioned, you know, the secret around campaigns and the timing, the tone, the sensitivities, understanding different markets, because you've worked with international brands, Tebe, uh, locally, well, I mean, international. And we've had incidents with brands like Azara. Yes. Uh, you know, so so they are, they are repeat offenders in many, in many instances, isn't that? An interesting question someone might ask is, how does this happen? Surely there are many layers of management, many agencies involved, consultations that also take place, and someone in the room must say, hold on, guys. Mm-mm. Something's not right here. That's where I think the disconnect comes between us. Because somebody said to me, is it not the agency's fault? Well, the agency does not place the material without uh, somebody signing it off. True. Then the question is internally, what is, how, how, does, how, how does the brand itself make the decisions? But not only that, uh, the values of the brand itself. Because yes. everything starts with what are your core values as a business? Mm. And second, your understanding of the markets, not just where you do business, but the, the, the broader market. Whether it's from an environment, uh, whether it is in this instance, which is also so, a big societal issue right now about war and all those. And like they say, they may not have meant that because they say that yes. the campaign was broke in the campaign was shot in July. Uh, sorry for the pun, but the campaign was completed in July, mm-hmm. and then it was uh, delivered in September. But, and they say that the Hamas-Israel uh, war took place in, uh, in October 7. Mm. But then, of course, so it takes October 7. Then you must constantly be in touch with your marketplace and then ask yourself the question, uh, are we still, isn't this a bit tone deaf right. at, this, at this time? But not only that, I'm still saying at any point in time, whoever said it was fashionable or it was cool to show beautiful people posing next to corpses? Yeah. Where has that ever been uh, something that's worth uh, celebrating? 100%. So, so, and then you add on to that the layer of the just the tone-deaf idea of this. So I think to me it, it says these, uh, these big businesses, these big brands perhaps do not have the right decision-making processes, but also it also means that they actually do not test uh, whether the, the work resonates with the, with the broader, uh, broader society. Mm-hmm. Are there brands, Tebe, that are too big to fail? No, there's no such thing. Really? Uh, every, any, any, brand, in, any brand can fail. There's multiple brands uh, which used to be great and are no longer great. I mean, uh, because, uh, and if you look at Arthur Anderson, for example, yes. uh, Arthur Anderson was uh, one of the big four, one of the greatest brands, and they did one, one mistake, yep. which is to lie. Yep. Right, that's all they did. Mm. It's concealment. And now if the, brand, if, if, the core, if the core principles or the core values of your business is, uh, is as transparency and truthfulness or integrity and you fail that one test, that brand had to go. Enron was also, I mean, these are the classic brands yes, uh, uh, from, the, from the 90s and all those which have gone. There's no brand which, and I, I mentioned those two because Enron was one of the biggest energy companies mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, Arthur Anderson was the, the top, one of the top four consulting audit firms, accounting and audit firms in the world. There's, it's never too big to fail. Uh, you may be all over the world right now as Zara, the biggest uh, brand, your owner may be the, the wealthiest person in the, in, the world, in the world right now. But uh, a mistake like this could cost you dearly. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're looking at, for example, what's happening now in the U.S. Congress, uh, the three professors yes. uh, from Harvard, from Penn and from um, MIT. They were asked one simple question. And that simple question has led to one of them resigning. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, one of them tomorrow, today will know later today from Harvard whether she's going to be fired. The other one on the, on the verge of being fired. And you'll say, but it was just a comment. But you have to reflect. The question was not whether the values of your organization, but also 
that which you say in the context of what's happening today are they aligned exactly this this speaks to so many themes around um, understanding the nuances of the market that you're in the messaging how it lands and even how you express it I'm just thinking of how you rephrased the sentence a moment ago uh, just to ensure that uh, again it's understood that no malice or ill intent is made um, and that you correct it and it almost seems as though despite sometimes brands doing that because Zara's come forward apologized and said this was a misunderstanding we've seen previous brands do it they might even launch a new campaign that they'll likely launch in the next uh, few months but there also seems to be this le- level of loyalty that we have as, as customers. I don't know if it's loyalty or forgetfulness. I think it is. Um, it is. For, it, it is. Uh, and if you talk about a South African context, for example, because yes. we forgive people constantly. But we're also uh, very sensitive, right? Because sensitive. we call out things very quickly. You remember when H&M put up billboards of white girls only? Yes. White girls and boys. Mm-hmm. And we're like... H&M, 90% of the country is black. Exactly. And they're like, oh, but we're a global company. Our, our model of a, of a global company is white girls and white boys. And we're like, but you're in South Africa. 100%. And they're like, oh, we're like, oh, we're like, oh sorry, we apologize. And then we move on. And remember also when the coolest, uh, coolest monkey yes. and EFF went and trashed the uh, place. And all they have to do is just to say sorry and we move on with our lives. Mm. But of course, I do think there are some, um, there are some transgressions which can completely kill a brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to me, that is when it goes to against the core values of the business or the core values of society. So That's in true. those instances, it becomes very, very difficult. So in the instance of uh, the coolest monkey, you could say, okay, it's a funny, not so funny thing. We'll forgive you and we'll come back to shop tomorrow. Mm. But there are some things that if you say and do, completely destroys the brand. Got you. On that note, I'm keen to, I guess, wrap up on a very key point, which I think contributes to your life's work, assisting, growing and helping people understand marketing in such a different context. We often hear that there needs to be heightened levels of governance and control and almost quote-unquote regulation uh, within different sectors. Do you think we need the same in marketing? Well, I mean, if you look at this instance, for example, let's say this cost, let's say this 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 issue here with the Zara, uh, this campaign, let's say this leads to a uh, to, to the destruction of the, one, of the share value, second, of the business itself. Uh, so that gives you an idea that then marketing should not be something that's relegated to some creative people. Mm. That marketing should be at the center of the business. It should be in the boardroom. It should be around the table because marketing drives value because yes. marketing creates value because uh, marketing creates customers so 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 if it's at the center of the, of, of, of the boardroom is the center of decision making then it means that you must have the similar controls that you would have that you have for accounting mm-hmm. uh, that auditing and accounting that you would have for risk and risk auditing sure. and accounting so of course I think it uh, there needs to be controls uh, but it needs to be controls which are punishable uh, so you know the difference is in uh, in in auditing and, and accounting. Uh, the, the, if you if those those um, if the transgressions can lead to to the destruction of a business, to punitive measures, etc. Mm. etc. Et but in marketing, it just goes to simple sanctions. Uh, don't do that. Pull mm. the ad. Uh, sorry, be nice. Uh, put another ad to apologize. So so because marketing is relegated to just uh, a little thing. But the difference when you feel the importance of marketing is when your brand goes. Then you ask yourself the question, without the brand, what do I have? Yes. Just accountants with grey shoes. Such a powerful note to leave it off on. Tebe, see, this is why we love having you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much Absolute for coming pleasure. in this Thank evening. You. Truly appreciate it. I understand you do have to dash, but really I always appreciate have to dash. Always. Jet setting on the continent again, huh? Jet setting. <laughs> <laughs>
We love it. That's Tebe Galafeng. Thank you so much. That's Tebe Galafeng joining us as the founder and CEO of Brand Leadership Group for this critical conversation. Do stay with us. We expand on this particular theme more with Teresa Oakley-Smith, founder and managing director of Diversity, a company specializing in transformation and diversity. Tweet at Kaya 26 minutes to 7 o'clock. You're listening to Kaya Biz here on Kaya 959. And of course, expanding this conversation now with Teresa Oakley-Smith, founder and managing director of Diversity, a company specializing in transformation and diversity. Teresa, such a pleasure to have you with us. And thanks for your patience this evening. Thank you so much for inviting me. And it's always a pleasure listening to Tebe, so right? it's no problem at all. <laughs> he told us you and him do go way back, so we, we really yes. are intrigued by the partnership uh, that, that's been developed. So I'm assuming that your views might be similar, but of course you'll expand it so much further for mm-hmm. us in terms of understanding uh, the role function of marketing divisions, especially associated with big brands. But I think this also speaks to perhaps a lack of what we're witnessing being diversity and diverse opinions and views contributing to the brand uh, leadership of uh, Zara. Your thoughts on this one? Yes, I think one of the things that Tebe said that I wanted to emphasize Mm -hmm. was that um, the way organizations market really is reflective of their values. Um, And these days, I mean, for the last 20 years or more, um, values have been driven by a sense of inclusion, obviously diversity, by being aware of issues like racism, sexism, etc. So I, I just found this advertis- this advertisement totally, well, you used the expression tone deaf, which was exactly what I was going to say. It, it is completely tone deaf. And it's not just the fact which Tebe highlighted that, you know, the, the models of uh, the model is, is holding what looks like a corpse. And we've all seen endless photographs on TV, heartbreaking photographs of what's happening in Palestine. Mm. But there also was what appeared to be a map of Palestine on this um, ad mm. um, on the right hand side of the top, which many people also pointed out. So this almost goes beyond if there's something worse than being tone deaf. Mm. Um, And I see that um, they have pulled the ad now. Uh, Zara has pulled the ad and not a moment uh, before time. But I suspect it's going to be too late. I think a lot of people are going to boycott the store after the, the sheer insensitivity at such a time of such an advertisement. Uh, and I think, too, that um, what what you and, and Tebe were saying about um, previous examples, mm-hmm. I mean, there have been so many examples in South Africa before, three or four, which you mentioned. Yes. Um, and somehow or other, we seem to quickly forget these things. I mean, we're still shopping in our hundreds in H&M. We're still buying shampoo at clicks. Um, And it just seems to me that when something this insensitive happens, maybe we should take a step back and think, do we really want to shop at Zara? This is such a valid point that you're mentioning because it almost seems like it, it, it requires a heightened sense of social awareness, uh, but also social cohesion uh, and social activism. And, and in a nation where we call for as much diversity as we have in South Africa and even in the globe, is that possible for people to unite for a particular cause? 
I think, you know, um, certainly it's possible. And I think it's really practical too. I mean, I think this would give such an incredibly strong message. And also because if you think that Zara is a store which is, um, you know, really shocked in mainly by young South Africans. And in my view, young South Africans are very much more aware of issues around inclusion, social cohesion, etc. So, I mean, I think that, you know, had Zara really thought of that and thought about in addition to the things you've already mentioned, who is our customer base? Mm. Which people, you know, really shop at Zara? And to be honest, I mean, people of my age probably don't, but young people certainly do, and they are the target market. So this advertisement seemed to me to be even less appropriate and even more um, off-putting um, to, to people who are young and, and, and not just sensitive, but human beings. 100%. You know, we don't want to, you know, advertise our products with, with you know, images of corpses and crumbling buildings and maps of Palestine. I mean, really, that won't be going down well in any country in the world, um, and particularly in our country, where there's a strong feeling about Palestine because of Nelson Mandela's mm. feelings about it. 100%. You raise such a valid point and it uh, takes me back not only to what you've raised about the consumer segment and age group that they typically target, which is their customer base, but also what Tebe mentioned about value. Uh, and he also alluded to the fact that no business is too big to fail. Given that marketing mm-hmm. translates into value, they might not witness any revenue declines or declines in profitability right now. But this theme that we're witnessing with brands that are tone deaf and insensitive to uh, the realities and misfortunes of many, uh, could this translate into a decline or decrease in Zara's value, uh, which will later be accumulated perhaps in actual costs and revenue loss to the business? I'm sure it will. And, you know, I think it's a very poor um, excuse that the advertisement was made in July and, and, and shown initially in September. I mean, surely... The minute, you know, October the 7th happened um, and the the follow up, I mean, 18,000 people have been killed in Gaza. Surely the minute you see that and you you begin to watch what's happening, you pull the advertisement and you say this doesn't relate to our values. I'm not sure what Zara's values are, and I'm even less sure now, in fact. But, you know, clearly, if you look at the market they're trying to attract and the kind of clothing they sell, which is very on point and very popular, I just find it amazing that their marketing people got it so terribly wrong. Mm. And I would think that in any organization, marketing should be working hand in hand with with HR and those people that drive the vision and the values, those people who make the decisions around inclusion, diversity, anti-racism, and all of those issues. And yet somehow there seems to have been something went terribly wrong and something got terribly missed. 100%. Teresa, to close off with, can they fix it? Oh, gosh, it would take, um, I think it would take a lot of work. They've pulled the advertisement already, so I I guess that was the first step. But, um, you know, I think some sort of explanation needs to be given because even though they described it as a sculptor's studio, 
I'm not quite sure why there would be a map of, of Palestine in there. Mm. Um, and to me, clearly, this was far more um, than just a mistake. This was there was some something more than being tone deaf in showing this advertisement now in the way it was. Hundred percent. Such a delight speaking to you, Teresa. Truly appreciate it. Next time, we'll swap you in studio and have Tabby on the phone. You sound like more fun. I would love that. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Truly appreciate it, Teresa, and uh, wishing you a wonderful holiday season. If you missed it live, catch the broadcast on Kaya nine five nine dot co dot za.